Thanks for listening to this week's message from Gateway City Church. For more information about Gateway City, check us out online at gatewaycitychurch.co. We hope you enjoy today's message. Well, once again, let me just say welcome to Gateway City Church. It's so great to have you here. Is everybody feeling good today? I feel like you're a little bit quiet this morning. Is everybody woken up at all? You feel good? If you feel good, say yes. All right, that's, that's better. That's better. For those of you that don't know me, my name is Will. I am along with my wife. Suzanne, we have the privilege of pastoring Gateway City Church. It's the honor of our lives. We, we're so grateful that you guys are here uh, at Gateway City Church. You know, we're, we're a church. We're, we're a group of great of, of people that just really our vision is simple. It's just love God, love people, and be more. You know, we believe that God has created us to be in relationship with him, to be in relationship with other people. And as a result of those relationships, that leads you into a, that leads you into a life of more than you could ever ask, think, or imagine. And here, we just want to come alongside of you and help you live the life that God's created you to live. That's, that's it. And we're so grateful that you guys are here. I'm excited today. I'm excited. It's so wherever you, so, so if, you're, if you're a little bit sleepy or if you're not awake, I'll be awake for all of us because I'm, re- I'm really excited today. Today is, is Vision Sunday. It's Vision Sunday. I'm excited about that. I'm excited about you. I'm excited about everything that God is, has done in our church. Did you, I mean, I don't know if you know, if you realize this, but like we're, we're, we're six months old as a church. Six months ago, this church did not exist. Six months ago, this church did not exist, and, and over the course of the last six months, we've had over 50 people give their life to Jesus. Without, without this church, where would those 50 people be? And listen, I, I, listen, I feel like that's a moment to clap right there when people give their life to Jesus. Listen, you can feel free to respond and clap. It's all right. We like it here. You can talk back to the preacher. It's all right. He likes it. I, I say it all the time. If I'm preaching good, let me know. I'll, I'll, I'll keep getting better. If I'm preaching bad, let me know. I, I might improve. And so just, just, just help me out that way. But, uh, but I'm excited about today. Uh, I'm looking forward. I, I love you guys. Thank you. So, like, you know, like, turn to somebody beside you and just tell them that you love them. Some, and some of you are laughing about it. Some of you are laughing when you say, like, listen, I'm just going to, like, whenever you laugh, when you say that, like, it's not very believable. So, like, just, like, just, like don't, don't, don't laugh at them when you tell them you love them. Uh, just, just mean it. But, yeah, Vision Sunday. A couple of, um, you know, we typically teach in series here. So, like, we'll, we'll start a series, and we'll teach three or four weeks in the same series. But a couple of times a year, we're going to kind of hit the pause button on, on the series that we're teaching. And we're just going to, and we're going to just, we're going to talk about vision. We're going to talk about kind of who we are as a church, what we're all about, why we do the things that we do, and, and why that's so important. Because every now and again, we just need to be reminded about why we do everything that we do. Because if we don't remind ourselves why we do what we do, pretty soon it'll just become about, about what we're doing. Pretty soon it'll become about, about, about what, what we do to, to make this happen. But if we, never, but if we lose sight of, of why we're doing everything, um, like we, 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 it, it, it kind of just takes away from, from what this is all about. So like today, we're gonna, in a couple of times a year, we're just going to focus on vision. We're going to focus on vision. And, and I, just, I, think, I think it goes without saying, but how many people realize that vision is important? Like, if it's, vision is important. Without vision, you can't see where you're going. Without vision, you cannot see where you are going. Without vision, it's like, it, like in the middle of the night, without vision, my big toe finds the corner of every piece of furniture in every room I try to walk through. And I go limping my way through the house. Without vision, you just can't see where you're going. And it's the same thing in, re- in regard to our relationship with God. If, we, if, 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 like, if you can't see, you cannot see where God wants you to go if you don't have vision. You can't see where God is taking your life and how God wants to lead you in your life if you don't have vision. Vision is extremely important. And vision, like I, I looked up the definition of vision, 
And the, and the definition of vision, it said, it said it's the act or power of sight. Vision is extremely powerful. Gives us the ability to see where we're going, see what we're doing. But, in, but in, as it pertains to our relationship with God, vision even goes beyond that. And as it pertains to our relationship with God and what God wants you to see, vision, as it pertains to God, is the ability to see what cannot yet be seen. You may not be able to see something with your eyes necessarily, but you, you, you can see something in your mind. You can see it in your heart before you even ever lay eyes on it. Vision, as it pertains to God, is the ability to see what cannot yet be seen. And God has given us this ability. God has given each and every single one of us the ability to have vision, the ability to dream, the ability to see beyond what we can actually see. God, in, in, in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, uh, the Bible says that now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. God has the ability to do more than you can even think about. God has the ability to do more than you can dream. God has the ability to do more exceedingly and abundantly above anything that you can ever ask, think, or imagine. We have a God who can dream bigger than you can. Dream bigger dreams than you can even wrap your mind around, more than you can even imagine. So why is it that so many of us struggle to, to dream big dreams for our life? We have a God that can dream bigger dreams than we can ever imagine. So why is it that we struggle to, to, to dream big dreams for our life? There's a lot of things I think God, God's given us the ability to dream, but I think too many of us have lost the ability to dream. I think people without a dream, it, it, it breaks my heart to know that some people go through their life without ever having a dream for their life, a vision for their life. And I think the reason for that is too many of us, like too many of us, we, 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 have the, we don't have the ability to, to have dreams, to have a vision for our life because maybe our focus is on the wrong thing. I think our focus may be on the wrong thing. I think too many of us, too many of us, we, we, can't see, we can't see what God wants to do in our life because we're so consumed with what's right in front of our face. What's right in front of us? We can't see beyond what's current. What what we, we we're having things that are just consuming, consuming our, our every day, our now, and they're they're consuming they're consuming our, our time right here in front of our face that we can't see beyond it. We can't see what God wants to do. We can't see where God wants to take us because we're so consumed with what we're doing right now, and we're we're so busy we're so busy with what we're doing right now that we can't we can't see beyond it. We can't see beyond it. I think, and I think, that's the way, I think that's the way the enemy works. The enemy will do that. The enemy, if the enemy, if Satan cannot stop you or slow you down, he'll just speed you up. He'll just speed you up. He'll make you so busy that you can't focus on where God wants to take you because you're so consumed with where you currently are. Driving down the road, you got it. Like, you're so busy, you're driving down the road, updating Instagram. I just, just, just put your phone down. Like, put your phone down and drive. Just, I mean, we're, we're so busy. It's, it's going to be okay. If you don't update your profile picture until, like, until you get back home, it's going to be okay. Not many people are going to notice it that, that, anyway. But I think sometimes we're, we're, we're so focused, and I think, I think we're so focused on the wrong things. And I think today, as we talk about God's vision for your life and God's plan for your life, I think God today, I think God wants to fix your vision. I think he wants to fix our focus. I think he wants to remind us that he, I've given you the ability to see what cannot be seen. I think God's given us the ability to dream beyond what we currently see. God's given us the ability to see what doesn't yet exist, what doesn't, what we can't actually see with our eyes. I, I, want, like, I want to illustrate. Like, how many people in the room you would say that you're a creative person? You're a creative person? Yeah, all right. Now, 
for all of the people that don't like creative people. Where are the non-creative people at? I'm a non-creative person. And there you go. All the non-creative people, you're looking at all the creative people. Like, you guys don't even live your life by a list. I don't know how you do life. I mean, like, listen, you, like, you got to have a list. Like, husbands, where are you at? You need a list. Your wife ever tell you to go to the grocery store and get some milk and you don't write it down and you come back from the store with everything but the milk and your wife is like, where's the milk? You're like, be right back. You know, I get, you got to go. Like, like you like, got to have a list. Got to have a list. But, uh, but, I, like, but I mean, I want to share that, that, like, that yeah, we got creative people. We got people that don't think they're creative. But I want to prove to you like, that everybody, everybody is creative. God has given you the ability to see beyond what can be seen. So I want, you, I, want, I want you to do something for me. I want you to kind of participate with me. I, I, I want to show you something, so I need you, I need you to close your, close your eyes. That, that, I know that doesn't really make sense, but and you got some, some people just looking at me like, I'm not closing my eyes. Just like, listen, it's church. If it makes you comfortable, grab your purse and close your eyes. I mean, it's fine. Nobody's going to take it from you. But yeah, just, I, I, want, like, I, I, want, I want you to close your eyes. I'm going to say a word, and, and you're going to see something. Dog. Big dog. I don't know why you're laughing. This is serious. Mean dog. All right, now, now open your eyes. Now open your eyes. All right, now how many of you, when you closed your eyes and I said, how many of you actually saw something? You saw something. Okay, almost everybody. How many people actually saw a dog? How many people saw the same dog just three different ways? Like he was like a cute little cuddly dog and then all of a sudden he grew up and then all of a sudden he was growling at you. Like, you know, like. How many, how many of you saw, how many of you saw like three completely different dogs? Yeah, okay. Anybody in here, did you, did you see, did you, whenever I said dog, did you actually see the letters D-O-G? Anybody? Okay, yeah, neither did I. I tried that before. I didn't use it. Apparently, whenever you do that, you're really, really smart. So I'm glad to know that everybody's on the same level as me. How, how, many, how many people saw a cat? All right, we, we'll pray for you later. Anybody see Snoop Dogg? No, I'm, I'm, I'm just kidding. That, that's, that's a different thing. We got a small group for that. We can fix that. We can work with you that later. But see, but like, but like, what I'm trying to, probably shouldn't have said that, but I did. It's all right. But so what I'm trying to get is that everybody, you were created with the ability to create. You were created with the ability to see beyond what can be seen. You were created. See, vision is a powerful thing. With vision, with vision. It gives you the ability to see beyond what currently exists. Vision is powerful. And the enemy, Satan, he knows this. It's why so much of the time he attacks our vision. He distracts us. He tries to break our focus because Satan knows that if I can break their focus, I can impair their vision. And if I can impair their vision, if I can impair their vision, I can step in and I can sabotage their marriage. Because here's the deal. If you don't have a vision for your marriage, you just end up being married. If you, don't have a, if you don't have a vision for your life, you just end up existing. And Satan knows that if I can step in and I can sabotage their marriage, I can sabotage their career, I can sabotage friendships, I can sabotage relationships, I can sabotage their life, all because I pull their focus off of their ability to see what cannot be seen, this God-given gift. And if I, can, if, I can, if I can rob them of their vision, I can rob them of the ability that God has put inside of them to dream dreams, to have vision for their life that go beyond what they're currently living. 
And Satan wants to come in and he wants to rob you of your ability to see beyond what can be seen. He wants you to, he wants to rob you of your ability because here's the deal. If, if God, I don't know, how many of you know that God uses people? Anytime God wants to do something amazing in this world, he uses a person. He always has, he always will. And if God could, and if Satan can rob you of your ability to dream, if Satan can rob you of your ability to have vision, then he can rob you of your ability to, to live out God's purpose and God's plan for your life. He can start, because God wants to use you. God has a part for you to play in this world. God has a role that he wants you to fulfill in his ultimate plan. And here's the, and here's the danger. Here's the, here's the thing. Here's why understanding what God's vision for your life, here's why it's so important. It's because if you, if you fail to see God's vision for your life, you are in danger of, you are in danger of, 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 of falling or being deceived by a substitute vision, by a counterfeit vision. You have to understand whenever you, whenever you don't see God's vision for your life, you're in, da- you're in danger of settling for a counterfeit vision. Proverbs chapter 29, verse, verse 18, it says that when people can't see what God is doing, when people can't see what God is doing, they're in danger of stumbling all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. Saying that whenever you lean into what you know and whenever you lean into what you think and what you believe, we end up messing it up. Has anybody ever leaned into what you thought you knew about a situation and then you ended up being wrong? Like every day. The Bible says whenever you lean into what God reveals, whenever you lean into what God is showing you, how God is leading you, says you, you're most blessed. So important to understand God's vision for your life. And I want you to know that God does, in fact, have a vision for your life. He has a plan for your life. And the vision that God has for your life, it's, it's really no different than the vision that God has had for his people from the beginning of time until now. I want to show it to you. You can see it all throughout Scripture in the Old Testament and the New Testament. But I want to show it to you today in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17. If you have a Bible, you can turn there. We're going to be there kind of most of the day. Um, but in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17, this is what the Apostle Paul writes. He's writing a letter to a church in Ephesus and encouraging him. And this is what he says. He says, I keep asking, in verse 17, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. Paul is saying, that, like, listen, I, I pray, I pray that you would, that through wisdom and revelation, that you would know God better. God's vision for your life, God's plan for it, is that he just wants you to know him. He wants you to know God. He wants you to know God. And then he goes on to say, he says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that in order you may know the hope to which he has called you. He says, I, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. Paul is saying that once you come into a knowing relationship with God, once you come into a relationship with God, like the eyes of your heart will be enlightened. So the, the message version of the Bible says that your eyes, the eyes it says, it says that you'll be able to see focused and clear. Whenever you know God and you can see your life and you can see your life in a focused and clear way, like you, you'll begin to see yourself in the way that God sees you. You'll begin to see your, your situations and your circumstances, your relationships, your other people in the way that God sees you. And, and it'll set you free. God's vision for your life is he wants you to know God. He wants you to find freedom. And then in verse 18, he, verse 18, he continues to say, he says, to know the, that you may know the hope to which he's called you. God has a calling on your life, which simply just means that your life has purpose. You, 
God's vision for your life is to know God, find freedom, and discover your purpose. Why? So that, so that the riches of his, so, um, to, which he, to, to, to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. So that we can receive a glorious inheritance. And the glorious inheritance that, that we have in Christ is not the hope of heaven whenever life on this, whenever life on this planet is over with. The Bible says that the rich, like his glorious inheritance in his holy people. God's ultimate plan for your life, God's ultimate plan for your life is that, is that, is that, you, would, is that you would make a difference in the lives of people, in the lives of other people. The riches of his, is the glorious inheritance that God is wanting you to receive is knowing that is knowing that your life has mattered in the lives of other people, knowing that your life has made a difference in the lives of other people. God wants you to make a difference with your life. God wants you to make a difference with your life. God's ultimate plan for your life is that is that you would live a life of complete satisfaction and fulfillment, knowing that your life mattered, knowing that your life made a difference in the lives of other people. So that you could lay your head down at night knowing that you did something that day to make somebody else's life better. How many people know that the greatest thing that you could ever do with your life is to do something for somebody else? It's the greatest thing you can ever do with your life. Kind of just want to kind of like, I kind of want to just kind of like back out of the vision. God, God wants you to live your life in such a way that God, see, our, our life is supposed to produce good things. Jesus tells us in John chapter 15, verse 8. It says that whenever you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great, great glory to my Father. I have told you these things so that you would be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. Jesus says is that whenever, whenever, you, whenever your life produces good things, it doesn't just make the lives of other people better. It actually makes your life better. Jesus says whenever you give up your life, to serve other people, to love other people, to have compassion on other people, says that your life in turn, joy, my joy inside of you will overflow. My joy will overflow. Uh, there's, there's been a study in recent years that, that, uh, that's been determined that the greatest need that can be met inside of the human heart is what, is what, is what they call transcendence. Transcendence. It basically just means that people, the greatest need that can be met in the human heart is for somebody to know that their that their life mattered. That they, that they that they they lived their life for something that was bigger than themselves. I think it's really interesting that that it's the the, the principle that Jesus was has been teaching us for for two thousand years is something that is something that that our culture has just now ca caught up with. And I think there's no, there, and listen, your life will only be as successful as the cause you attach it to. And there is no greater cause than that of the cause of the gospel. There's no greater, there's no greater thing that you can attach your life to than the message of Jesus Christ and sharing that with other people. It's the only thing in this world that you can attach your life to that actually has eternal implications. It's the only thing that you can attach your life to that will, that will change or alter the destiny of another person's life. God has called you and created you to make a difference. It's called you to make a difference. But here's and, and I think everybody I think everybody I think I think everybody wants their life to matter. I think everybody wants to, wants to know that their their life is is being is being lived in a way that that makes a difference in in their world. I mean like nobody nobody in this room would 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 admit or would say that you know what when it's all said and done I won't I, I don't want anybody to remember remember me. I don't want to have accomplished anything that, that, will, that will last beyond my time on this earth. I don't think anybody would say that. Everybody wants their life to matter. 
And if we're backing out of our vision of knowing God, finding freedom, discovering purpose, and making a difference, you can never really truly make a difference with your life until, until you actually discover your purpose. You can never actually make a difference. Go backing, kind of backing out of the vision. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18, the first part says, I pray that you, you may know the hope to which he has called you. See, everybody has a calling. Everyone has a calling. Everyone has a calling on their life. Did you know, like the word called is an extremely important word within, within the church and within our faith. And did you know that the word called is actually the combination of two Greek words that literally mean called out, called out. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse, verse 9, it says that we have been called out of the darkness into God's wonderful light. God wants you to know that you have a calling on your life. God wants you to know that there is a purpose for why he had created you. It just simply means that your life means purpose. If you have a calling on your life, it means that your life has purpose. And here at Gateway City Church, we just simply say everybody was created on purpose for a purpose. We want you to know that your life matters. We want you to know that your life is meant to make a, make a difference. You're, you're here for a reason. Chapter, Psalm chapter 139, verses 13 through 14. The Bible says, this is what David writes. He says, you made all of the delicate inner parts of my body and you knit me together in my mother's womb thank you for making me so wonderfully complex your workmanship is marvelous you saw me before I, before I was born and every day of my life was recorded in your book every moment was laid out before a single day has passed every single person is unique every single person matters every single person has purpose I also want you to know in, in, in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18, I want you to notice that the word hope and calling are connected. The word, the word, the word calling and the word hope are, all, are found all in the same verse, all in the same sentence. And it's because hope comes through calling. Whenever you understand that God has created you on purpose, when God's, whenever you understand that God has created you for a purpose, that is what gives you hope. That's what gives you hope. To know that it gives you hope to know that my, my life matters. There's a purpose for why I'm here. That is what gives us hope. That's what gives us hope. So many of us, we think, we think well, I, I'll have hope. I'll have hope when I get my finances in order. I'll have hope whenever, I'll have hope whenever, whenever, uh, whenever, I, whenever I, can, I can get rid of this problem. Well, here's the problem with waiting for, here's the problem with trying to find hope, you know, in overcoming problems is as soon as that problem is over with, you're going to have another problem. You get rid of one problem, and I promise you, another problem will arise. Like, doesn't that encourage you? Aren't you glad you came to church today to be encouraged? Yeah, I mean, like, like but hope comes from knowing, not from, not, from, not from solving problems within your life, not from, hope comes from knowing that your life is meant for something more than what you're currently living. Hope comes from knowing that, that what your life was meant to be goes beyond, goes beyond just yourself. Knowing that your life has purpose, knowing that your life has meaning, that is what ignites hope inside of us. Whenever you can recognize the hope that, the hope that comes from calling, whenever you recognize the reason why God has put you on this planet, there is something that shifts in your head and in your heart to know that my life matters, my life is meant to make a difference. It's, it, it gives you, it, it goes beyond, it goes beyond, it goes beyond what I'm currently living. And I want you to understand that the, that the hope, the word the hope that Paul is using, it's not... He's not meaning like, I hope so. It's not like, I, I, I hope so. Is your, life, is your life meant for something more? I hope so. 
That's not what he's meaning. It's not hope so like, you know, whenever I first asked my wife out on, on our first date. You know, I had no guarantee whatsoever that she was going to say yes. Will, is she going to say yes? I hope so. That's not, that's not what Paul, listen, and that's real. When I asked Suzanne out on our very first date, she didn't say yes. She said, I guess. So that's real. So like when I was asking her out, like I, it was like, I hope she says yes. But that's not the kind of hope that Paul is talking about. Paul is talking about the type of hope that comes with an assurance, the type of hope that comes with a certainty of knowing, of knowing, of knowing that, that there's a certainty about the future. It's not, it's not, a, it's like, I guess so. I hope Jesus, I, I hope Jesus is going to do this. I hope Jesus is going to come through. No, with the hope that comes from Christ, there is a certainty there of knowing, of knowing that Jesus is going to come through. I hope knowing that my life is meant to me, meant for more than what I'm currently living. It's a hope that comes from a, fu- from a future. And then here's the thing. If, if, if you have to, and, and just backing out of the vision, if, our, if, our, if, our, if God's vision for our life is for us to, to know him, to find freedom, to discover purpose, make a difference. And if we can't make a difference until we, until we first know our purpose, you can't ever really know your purpose until, until, you, until you find freedom. Until you find freedom. In Ephesians chapter, chapter 1, verse 18, it says, I, it says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. When I first read that, I, I thought that Paul needed to take an anatomy class because I was like, Paul, my, my eyes are not in my heart. They're in my head. And Paul is saying, no, no, the, the, your eyes actually are in your heart. You are, you are seeing life through every experience that you've ever experienced. You're seeing life through every relationship that you've ever encountered. That's how you see life. Paul is saying that, and Paul is saying that whenever, is that whenever, is that whenever you, is like, I want to set you free. It says whenever it says whenever we whenever we lean into whenever we whenever we have whenever we're uh, whenever we know God he'll 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 set us free he'll enlighten the eyes of our heart and he'll help us to see through focused and clear eyes so that we can see ourselves the way that God sees us so that we can see our situations the way that God sees us the way that God sees them so that we can see our our future and our hope and our purpose the way that God sees it Paul says whenever you whenever your eyes whenever you can look through focused and clear eyes you can better know yourself you can better you can better see other people you can better see the situations that you're encountering you can better understand the purpose for why you were created and if you would see yourself the way that God sees you, it completely changed the way you see yourself. God wants to help you with the areas of your life that, that have always held you captive. God wants to help you with the areas of your life that have, always, that have always held you back. God wants to help you to overcome and move beyond the mistakes that you've made, the bad decisions that you've been in, the broken relationships. He wants, to, he wants you to help you move past the addiction that's held you back for so long. He wants to help you. He wants to help you move past all of those areas, and not just because they not just because they disappoint God, but because they disappoint you. Like we all have areas of our life that we know need to be improved. Like we all have areas of our life that, that, that we're not pleased with. And God says, like, "Listen, I want to I want to enlighten the eyes of your heart. I want to help you to see yourself and your life and your situations and through through focused and clear eyes, so that you can actually see." that I've actually created you for more than what you're currently living. And the thing with so many of us is that we believe that, well, I, I, well I, before, I, I've got to, I've got to, I, man, I've got, I've got to fix those things. I've got to correct those things. 
before, before, I, before I can be accepted by God, before I can be loved by God, before God can use me. But what I want you to understand it is, I, I want to make sure that I read this right. It says, you, you don't change your life to get to God. You get to God so he can change your life. You don't have, you, listen, God isn't, you don't, you, you don't, you're not accepted by God because, because you cleaned yourself up, because you made situations better. Because you gave this up, or because you started this, or you stopped this. No, no, you, 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 don't, you, don't, you don't have to change your life to get to God. You get to God, and you let Him do the work inside of you that needs to be done. Well, how can I do that? How does James chapter 5, verse 16 tells us that confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. James chapter 5 says that we're called to confess our sins. But notice he doesn't say call, he doesn't say confess your sins to God. He says you, you confess your sins one to another. Like we find, we find salvation whenever we, whenever we accept Christ as our Savior and we ask Him to forgive us of our sins. We find salvation that way, but the Bible says, James tells us, that whenever you confess your sins one to another, that's where you find healing. You find healing whenever you confess your sins one to another. He's saying, listen, listen, you need a group of people around you. You need people in your life that, that, that you know who know you, that you can be open, that you can be real, that you can be authentic with. Because if you hold, listen, we all have secrets. We all have secrets. And secrets that are left alone, secrets that remain secrets, they will eat you alive from the inside out. I always tell people that you're always going to be as sick as your secrets. And James says, listen, you want freedom from those things? You want healing from those things? You need, to, you, you need to be in relationship with some people that you trust, that trust you, so that you can be open, so that you can share that. Listen, you may be have to want, you may have to be the one that 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 walks through that difficult situation. But it's really nice to know that you can look to your left and you can look to your right and know that you don't have to walk through it alone. That's why we have small groups here at Gateway City Church. Groups of people that get together and meet outside of Sunday. Because Sunday's great. Sunday's great. Sunday is great. But whenever you make a decision to get to get into a relationship, to get into a group of people that you can you can you can look face to face with, eye to eye with, and you can open up with them and you can share what's going on in your life. You can share the you can share the successes. You can share the struggles. And they can look back at you and they can say, you know what? I understand everything you're going through because I've been through that myself. In fact, I'm currently going through that right now. It, 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 crea it, creates, it creates this, this opportunity for you, to, for you to, to help one another overcome all of the things that, that you're going through and find freedom. That's what God wants. God wants everybody in this room. He wants you to be set free from everything that's held you back and held you down from, from being who, you, who God's called you to be, who God's created you to be, from doing the things that he's called you to do and created you to do. We're just kind of backing out of the vision, you know. You, but in order to be set free, in order to be set free so that you can discover your purpose, so that your life can make a difference, it all begins with, with knowing God. It all begins with knowing God. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17, it says, I keep asking 
that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you would know him better. Paul is constantly praying. He says, I, he says I'm not just, he said, I don't, I don't just ask. He says, I keep asking. And I keep asking. And I keep asking. That you would receive wisdom and revelation so that you could recognize how important it is for you to know God. And he says, and if you already know God, I keep asking that through wisdom and revelation, you would know him even better. That you would know him even better. I want you to understand how important it is to have a real relationship with the living God. I don't want you to know how important it is to have a religious experience. I don't want you to know how important it is to attend a church service. I want you to know how important and how valuable it is to have a real relationship with the living God, the one who, who breathed life into your lungs. It's so important. See, Paul had an encounter with God through Jesus Christ. And Paul came to this understanding that we really can't understand anything about ourselves or about this life until we first know the one who has given us this life. And Paul says, I want you to know God. I want you to know him better. And he says, if you had a real relationship, if you had a real relationship, not one where you just know about God, but one where you actually truly know Him and you have an actual intimate relationship with Him. He says everything about your life would change. Who you are, what you could accomplish, it would go beyond anything that you could ever wrap your mind around, ever imagine. You see, God doesn't just want to be your religion today. God doesn't want to be a feel-good sermon, pat you on the back, make you feel good about where you are and what you're doing. That, that's not, God wants to be, God wants a relationship with you. God wants a relationship with you. God wants you to know him. He wants to be with you in your life, every single day of your life, every single moment of your day. He wants you to know how good he is, how loving he is, how kind he is. He wants you to know that you don't need anything or anyone else in your life to bring you satisfaction and fulfillment. It all comes from a personal relationship with the living God. You don't need accolades. You don't need promotions. You don't need recognition. You don't need a bigger house with a bigger mortgage. You don't need likes. You don't need followers. You don't need retweets. You just need Jesus. You need a life-altering love that only the living God of this universe can provide you. Everything begins Everything begins with knowing God. John chapter 17, verse 3, it says, And this is the way to have eternal life, to know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, the one you sent to earth. Everything begins with knowing God. And once you come, into, and once you come to know God, not just know about Him, not just attend church and have a religious experience that made you feel good but didn't actually change anything, but once you actually know who God is. Paul tells us, says, once you know God, the way you see everything, it changes. The way you see yourself, the way you see your situations and your relationships, the way you see, it, 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 you can see through focused and clear eyes and, and, it, and it sets you free. And once you've been set free, then you, you're set free to, to understand more about who you are, 
more about what God wants you to do with your life and in your life and through your life. You're set free to discover your purpose. And whenever you discover your purpose, whenever you discover the reason why God has put you on this planet, it sets you up to truly make a difference with your life in the lives of other people. But you can't truly make a difference until you know your purpose. And you can't know your purpose until you have been set free from everything that's been holding you back. And you can't be set free until you know God. What does that look like? What does, it, what, what does it mean to know God? What do I have to do to know God and have a relationship with God? Jesus tells us in Mark chapter 8, verse 34. He says, then calling the crowd to join his disciples, he said, if anyone, any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross, and follow me. Now, that sounds intense. I know it. That sounds like a big price to pay. But, but listen to what he says after that in verse, in verse 35. Jesus, he says, if you try to hang on to your life, you'll lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake and for the sake of the good news, you will save it. Jesus is saying that if you opt out, if you choose to, to hold on to your life and try to live your life the best you know how, you can do that. He says, you, you can opt out, but if you choose to hold on to your life and live it the best way you know how, you're still going to lose your life. You're still going to lose your life. Last time I checked, everybody dies. Like the, the, like the, the, the ratio of death is one to one. You're going to lose your life. Like, like everybody dies. Even people who like eat healthy and eat paleo and eat organic food. They die too. They just do it with a nasty taste in their mouth. Not me. Not me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out with the taste of, you know, chocolate chip cookie dough and on my lips, a little Krispy Kreme glaze. As far as I'm concerned, you can just lay me on the conveyor and turn it on. I'll be good to go. You know, let me just speak this over your life. Today, like, I mean, come on, come on, everybody knows, like, listen, Krispy Kreme, come on. Everybody knows, like, that, that's, just, that's, just a be- that's just a better thing to eat. You know, like, man, hot and now sign right now. Man, I've declared over your life that if you go get some Krispy Kreme today, the, the calories, they, they, they won't be there. It'll be zero calories. And for anybody that eats gluten-free, I'm declaring that there's no gluten in them anymore. Just for you today. Just for you today. Jesus is saying, like, you... See, there's, 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 there's those of us that, we're, that we're, we're trying to preserve our own life. We're, 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 try, we're, trying to, we're trying to preserve our own life. We're trying to live life the way that we want to. We're trying to make the decisions based on, based on our knowledge, based on our wisdom. He says, you can do that. You can do that. You can hang on to your life, but you're still going to lose it. You're still going to lose it. But he says, but if you place your trust in me, you put your faith in me, if you give up your way of doing things, I promise you, my way of doing things is better. It may be more difficult at times, but it's better. How many of you ever know that like real and lasting progress ever, it rarely comes without struggle. The things that are the most worth it in this life rarely come with ease. Jesus is saying, you can live your life the way you want to. You can try to make life as easy as you can. You can live it the way you want to, but you're still going to lose it. But if you give up your life to follow me, if you give up your life for the sake of for the, sake of the gospel, 
It may not always be easy, but it will always be worth it. It will always be worth it. And if you give your life to me, if you step into a relationship with me, and you get to know me, I'm going to set you free from everything that's ever held you back. I'm going to set you free from everything that's ever held you down. I'm going to give you freedom over anxiety. I'm going to give you freedom over stress and over worry and over addiction. And whenever you begin to, whenever you begin to set free, get, be set free from all of those things, it's going to give you clarity. And you're, you're, going to, you're going to see maybe for the first time like what your life could be and why I created you. And as you begin to understand like why I created you, your life is going to be able to make a difference in the lives of other people. But everything begins with knowing God. Everything begins with, with giving your life to Christ. That's where it all begins, is knowing God. Can I pray for you? Heavenly Father, I love you today. We're so grateful, Father, that, God, I'm grateful to know that, that I don't just have to wander through this life just wondering. God, I, I'm grateful to know that if, if I put my faith in you, if I put my faith in you, I'm grateful to know, I'm grateful, God, that who you are and how you lead me, God, it sets me free from everything that wants to hold me back. It sets me free from everything that is, that is discouraging me, everything that I feel like is defeating me or overcome. God, you set me free from those things. And you help me to see myself the way that you've created me and the way that you, and what you've called me to do, Father. And as I've been, and, and, and as you set me free, Father, you, you, you give me purpose and you help me to see what that purpose is. And as I understand my purpose, I can, I can then in turn live a life that makes a difference in the lives of other people. I can lay my head down at night knowing that I did something today to make somebody else's life better. Father, thank you so much that I don't have to wonder what this life is about. Father, this life is all about knowing you, being set free, living out my purpose and making a difference. And Father, today I pray that everybody within this room, Father, I pray that they would, that they would grab a hold of that vision for their life. God, help us to grab a hold of that vision as a church. God, that we exist as a church to help people first and foremost, first and foremost know you. Why? So that they can be set free. So that they can live out their purpose. So that their life can make a difference. So that they can be a part of something bigger than themselves. And today, as everybody's got their head bowed, everybody's praying. And you're like, you know, you will, I would really love my life to make a difference. I really want to know my purpose. I, I want to be set free. I've got things in my life that, 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 that I've, I've, there's things going on in my life that I haven't told anybody yet. And they're really just robbing me of joy. They're robbing me of peace. I want my life to make a difference. I want to know my purpose. I want to be set free. But I know that all of that comes through a relationship with God. that's you and, and you say you know I, I just I need I need a relationship with God today I need to put my faith in Jesus give my life to him so that he can so he can begin to work in me and through me I just need that relationship with you if that's you just if that's you, you just need a relationship with God you want to place your faith in Jesus if that's you just just raise your hand nobody looking around I want to pray for you 
Heavenly Father, we love you so much today. We're so grateful for who you are. Thank you so much, God, that you did not create any of us. We, we were never, none of us were created on accident. Father, we were all created on purpose and with purpose. Father, your desire for our life is that we would know you. And Father, if we already know you, God, that we would continue to know you better. God, I pray that you would continue to, God, if we've already been free from things, God, I pray that you would just continue to set us free. God, I know that there are things in my life that are always creeping up, new things that are continuously trying to rob me of my joy, rob me of my relationship with you. So God, I pray that not only would you set me free from everything that, that from everything that in my past, but God set me, continuously set me free. God, I pray that you would just help us to better know our purpose so that we can make a difference in this life and in the lives of other people. Father, thank you so much for, for who you are, for everything that you've done, for all that you're going to do. We thank you for all of the lives that we've seen you change as a result of this church being started and being planted six months ago. Father, we love you and we give you praise for all of these things. God, thank you so much for who you are and all you've done and all that we know that you're going to continue to do. May we continue to be a church that just exists to help people to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We pray all of these things in Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen, amen. Thank you so much. Thanks again for listening to this week's message. To stay in the know with Gateway City Church, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. If you'd like to support this ministry financially, visit us online at gatewaycitychurch.co to select the giving option that works best for you. Thanks again for listening to this week's message.